Welcome back to the Point Blank Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. The warrants are cool. We're starting with that. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be just a little bit different than normal. Um, Fontana is sick, so she will not be joining us. So we're taking the opportunity to um, get spooky, if you will. <laughs> because we know and respect that Fontana is not a spooky kind of gal, but we are. <laughs> so um, on this episode of Get Spooky with Michaela and Megan, we are going to explore um, the Warrens because we're both very fascinated by the paranormal. Where did you first hear about the Warrens? Um... So, a little bit about the Warrens, if you don't know. Paranormal State, did you ever watch that show? No. Paranormal State, it had um, Ryan Buell, who I was, I loved him so much. He's gay. Also, um, domestic abuse, which sucks. What? But, yeah. <laughs> Just one little, like, thing. Just a little off. Um, but, yeah, pretty much it was Ryan who had had all these paranormal experiences as a child, he went to Penn State University, which I also wanted to go to really bad, but obviously... you're about to say that you did go to. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> um, but he went to Penn State, and he pretty much founded um, this Paranormal Research Society, PRS. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and then they started an A&E TV show. Ooh. Yeah. Oh! Where, yeah, so okay, pretty okay. much, like, people would write into them, and it was, like, 20-minute, or... 20-minute episodes Mm -hmm. um, of them kind of going all over the country and, like, helping families and whatever. Cool. And, um... With all their paranormal... Yeah, but... Problems. They, uh, (laughs) would bring psychics on fairly often, um, and it was one of two people. It was this guy named Chip Coffee, who I tried to add on Facebook one time, and he rejected me. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't shocking, because... on Facebook it says if you don't know me don't add me but he also had like 6,000 friends so I was like maybe no he just knows a lot of people do you know that's the equivalent of uh, Fontana getting rejected by Nicholas Cage <laughs> yeah that's true but yeah he didn't add me on Facebook and the other person was um, Lorraine Warren and she oh, cool. yeah she came on okay so they are demonologists authors lecturers and occult museum owners um, they're two of the world's most well-known paranormal investigators. Their casework, much of which was carried out through their New England Society for Psychic Research, involved everything from exorcisms alongside priests, seances, and spirit cleansings to photographic documentation of supernatural events. It also brought them to people in places around the country, resulting in supernatural accounts so disturbing they've inspired numerous box office adaptations. These six Warren family cases caught the country's attention. Fairly often, probably like 50% of the time. Cool. Yeah, and she was so cute. She obviously is dead now, but she wasn't at the time, obviously. (laughs) Plot twist, she was a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those, like, it's one of those, like, Oh, she's been dead for 42 years. <laughs> you can see her too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, and she was so cute. She was so good. She's very... She doesn't jump to conclusions at all. Ooh, cool. Um, which is nice. So she doesn't automatically say that something is paranormal. Um, that's cool. Probably because she's dealt with some pretty crazy things. Um, her and her husband, who, I think he passed away before she did. Yeah, she only, um, she died last year. Yeah. But he's been gone for a while, oh, I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, probably compared to all the things that we're gonna talk about, the paranormal state stuff was nothing. There was probably, like, two episodes that were actually scary. Really? Yeah. I also, like, I don't get scared easily at all. Um, if I do get scared, it's stuff like this. Yeah. Um, but I, I rarely get scared. Things that are, like, a little bit too outlandish, like, um... Okay, do we want to start? Yeah. Jump into the first one? Okay, so, like, the demon devil thing in Insidious Mm -hmm. made me laugh. Yeah. But things that are much more logical in my head Mm -hmm. really scare me, like, most of these. Yeah. Because I fully, like, I I fully believe that. And I think it's, like, kind of scary also, because all of these movies were based on true events, right? Yeah. yeah. So, 
like, there is at least some truth to it, and that, like, some people experience something, like, similar to this, and mm-hmm. they believe that it mm-hmm. was true, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, like, obviously stories change over time yeah and the movies are exaggerated but the truth is still in there yeah and that's terrifying yeah (laughs) like that still happened totally the first case we're going to talk about with the warrens is called the Perrin family haunting um these are the folks that um inspired the conjuring series specifically the first one i believe yeah when roger and caroline carolyn uh oh yikes yikes good start (laughs) (laughs) when roger and carolyn perrin moved their family including their five young daughters to their new 200 acre home in harrisville rhode island they were unaware of its allegedly insidious former resident originally built in 1736 the country home was once inhabited by Bathsheba Thayer and her four children, three of whom died young. Despite the era's high infant mortality rates, those deaths and the circumstances around them roused suspicions within the town, which resulted in the ostracism of Thayer. I just like sounded yeah, I like I had such a list. I know. <laughs> um, labeled as a Satanist by her community members, she allegedly hanged herself in her backyard. While the Perrin family lived in the home, numerous pleasant ghostly interactions, like spirits playing with the children or helping to do the chores, were reported. But so were darker interactions from ghosts like Thayer's, who took on a more menacing presence in the home. Could you imagine just being, like, home and a spirit walks up and, like, helps you fold laundry or something? (laughs) It said the friendlier ones helped them do chores. I was more thinking about like spoiler alert for all these movies obviously (laughs) if you're listening to this and anyways um but the scene in the movie where i can't remember which member of the family but somebody's standing outside by this tree Mm -hmm. that's it's the tree that's on the cover or whatever and then all of a sudden there's like a woman hanging beside them that's all i can think about when i think about this movie oh yeah that's the main thing that sticks out do you know what i think about often is when she's taking down the sheets and it forms a body (laughs) yeah (laughs) sorry That's really bad too. I don't like that. When it like catches in the yeah, wind or whatever. and that's yeah, like that's so that part really like deeply yeah. spooks me. Yeah. So that was it, helping with the chores. So that was very nice of it. Disembodied voices, furniture moving on its own. Matriarch Carolyn <laughs> was allegedly one of Thayer's most consistent targets. Supposedly jealous of the living woman's role as both mother and wife. The ghost reportedly pinched and slapped Carolyn quite a bit and even touched Roger inappropriately on several occasions. I hate that. Have you heard of that. people having sex with ghosts? Yes. I have. <laughs> I haven't. But I've heard of it. Wasn't there something in the news about um, a woman married her ghost boyfriend and then they divorced? <laughs> I don't remember how it worked, but I feel like at one point... And full spectral appearances were among the many ghostly experiences shared by the Perrin family. This woman who had a ghost boyfriend was marrying him, and then it went quiet for a while, and I think either like a month or two later, I don't really remember, there were reports that they had divorced. Oh my god. (laughs) And that's like some Trisha Paytas stuff right there. Yeah, she's talked about it. It's so funny. Um, The Warrens were brought in to help in 1974, but their presence aggravated the conditions and their supposed ghost so much that the family eventually asked them to leave. Okay. Well, there the family reported antagonistic voices, swarms of flies, welts, family members levitating, banging noises, and unseen entities. Ed and Lorraine Warren were eventually called in to cleanse the house and brought a local TV crew with them. After snapping photos, including one featuring a boy with glowing eyes, the Warrens determined that the land had curses on it. In a 2013 interview with Yahoo, Lorraine... (laughs) I said it like that. Well, there's an exclamation point after it. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Lorraine Warren said the Amityville house was the one case that haunts her the most. Amityville was horrible, she said during a press conference for The Conjuring. It was absolutely horrible. It followed us right straight across the country. I will never go in the Amityville house ever again. I hate everything about that. Um, 
hate everything about that. <laughs> so, the movie, um, I believe it has Ryan Reynolds in it. That's the one that I've seen a lot of times. So, arguably the most famous of Ed and Lorraine Warren's paranormal investigations, this investigation has been adapted into a frightening and seemingly unending film franchise. This Warren case involved the Lutz family. The Lutzes took up residence in a suburban Dutch colonial house in Amityville, Long Island in 1975. Only a year before their move-in, the residence had been the site of deadly mass murder when Ronald DeFeo Jr. brutally killed six members of his family. For 28 days, the Lutzes and their three children lived in that very same house. But me and a few friends from, well, middle school, we used to have sleepovers and watch this movie over and over and over again. What's wrong with you? I don't know. It was that movie and Orphan. Like, oh, we just I loved am. them. I actually can't say anything. We used to watch The Grudge in the Ring over and over, yeah. and over again. So. Um, but we watched this one so much, and we, I don't know why, we just loved it mm-hmm. so much. Um, the one scene in the movie where the person... Um, is washing their face in the sink mm-hmm. and then lifts their head yeah. up and or lifts his head up. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Seen it so many times. Can't remember. <laughs> um, lifts their head up and there's somebody in the back mirror. Yeah, I feel like that's done in a lot of scary movies. Um, but my one friend, she gets freaked out every time she washes her face. Now, uh-huh. like every time she gets freaked out because she feels like she's seen it so many times. Yeah, and um. We also watched it in her house all the time, so (laughs) (laughs) that might have something to do with it, but um, yeah, she gets freaked out all the time by washing her face. I think between, like, scary movies and thrillers, that move gets used a lot, and so Mm -hmm. I, like, if I'm just washing my face, I'll splash water in my face, scrub around, and then, like, look up, (laughs) and then I'll, like, keep going, and then I'll, like, look up. I can't have, like, I can't, no. Yeah, that scene, like, stuck with her. I That's really, crazy. I don't know, I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but um, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in French class, in grade 11 or something, I can't remember, but we had to talk about an urban legend in French. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, and have all of these um, facts and whatever, like there was just all this stuff we had to know, and I wanted to do it on this. In French. <laughs> in French. But the problem was, is... Like, I get really nervous for presentations, and I, t- I end up talking really fast. So I was talking really fast in French. And every time I said Amityville Horror, it sounded like I was saying, I'm an evil whore. <laughs> every time. Yeah, so no one else <coughs> in my class, none of these girls that we watched it often um, were in that class, mm-hmm. I don't believe. So nobody really knew. <laughs> Just you. Yeah. Just you, nobody, the evil whore. <laughs> yeah, literally. It was so, yeah. That's <laughs> I think about that so often. I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I think about that very often. But yeah, so <laughs> I have some, some good memes uh, with this. this you know particular what's unsettling case. about this? Um, And maybe, like, if you look into it a little bit more, it it talks about it, but it never says that they helped to lift the curse. They went and took photographs and were like, yeah, this this place is haunted. We're out. Yeah. And then whatever is there followed them across the Mm -hmm. country. I don't think it was this one, but I know there was a case, only because she said she would never talk about it, but there was one case that she dealt with that she said she will never talk about. You. So that has to be worse than all of these. Yeah. But she alludes to that, or, like, her character in the movies alludes to that, too. Like, something truly horrible happened. Yeah. And she'll never talk about it. And I don't even think she told Ed, either. Like, she doesn't tell Uh, anyone. Because he's not psychic. Yeah. No. He's just, like, along for the ride. Yeah. (laughs) Right? He's the one with the crops. must love her very much. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. That's so unsettling. And speaking of unsettling, so is this photo of Annabelle. (laughs) (laughs) Because... It's been sitting, <laughs> just peeking over my browser the whole time. <laughs> and here we go. Right, it's a picture of um the Annabelle from the movie adaptation, which is like the I think it's like a Victorian yeah, doll, she's like a porcelain doll. A por- yeah, like a 
un- unreasonably huge porcelain <laughs> scary doll. Nobody needs a doll that big. Yeah. <laughs> Um, besides the, or beside the actual picture of the real Annabelle doll, which was a Raggedy Ann doll, um, and it's sitting in a case. So, now we're gonna move on to, like, a very iconic case that's being recreated so many times, right? Like, so many. a ridiculous amount I of times. I don't think I've seen the first one, like, the original. It's good. I have, I have some things about that, but we'll get into the actual case first. <laughs> in their, uh... In their museum, with a sign on it that says, warning, positively, do not open, so. Unless you're that stupid girl who goes to babysit. <laughs> yeah. And you open it because the, you're an yeah. idiot. That's from, like, the third one or something, no? Yeah. Yeah, whatever the most recent one was. I, can't, I don't remember what they're all called. That one really scared me. Only when the, um, she, when the babysitter goes down into the basement mm-hmm. because so many things are, like, awake. Yeah. And so many things are happening, and yeah. it's so scary. There's literally, like, a ten-minute span in that movie where it's just, like, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Like, shit hits the fan. Yeah. It's all, the it's rest crazy. of the movie is, like, eh, whatever. It's not that scary. There's yeah. jump scares, and obviously I'm gonna jump. But nothing, like, unsettles me until that scene, and yeah. everything is going loose, and ugh. I've only ugh. seen that one in the theater, and I can't even remember who I went to see it with. Was it you? Maybe, because I don't remember who I went to see it with. <laughs> yeah, it was you. It, it was you and us. Casey. And, oh, Casey. And she left and went to the bathroom, didn't she? During that scene? Yeah, she left and went to the bathroom. <laughs> the only scene when there's action. <laughs> and then she came back and she goes, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and the Warrens are home. <laughs> yeah. And, and everything's, everything's happy. Down. And, like, everything. <laughs> and she missed the whole thing. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, Casey. That sucks. <laughs> Holy crap. That's funny. I mean. Like, conduits and stuff. Do you believe in that? I, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, me too. I think I do. I think it's more, like, realistic for me to believe. Or, like, I'm more inclined to believe that. An object can be a conduit rather mm-hmm. than a person. Yeah, me too. Because an object has no resistance to it, yeah. whereas a person, t- like, totally does. Yeah. I believe, I th- uh, I, th- mm. I think I believe that people can be possessed, but that one, I don't know, I don't, I'm not 100% for that, but conduits and stuff, I think, makes a lot more sense in my head. I've had a couple instances where I thought Emily was <laughs> possessed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. For then, real? Yeah. No. Um, so, this is totally She, like, going through puberty and you're just like, ah! No, she was a kid. Oh, <laughs> Which no, is I hate scary. this. I hate this. Okay, tell me everything. So, Wait. So this house that we lived in, um, it used to belong to Hell's Angels. Cool. Right yeah. Then. Okay. Um, and uh, there was, like, signs on everything. Like, there was a bathroom sign on the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And on my parents' bedroom, there was, like, we obviously took them down, but there was, like, a mama and papa's bedroom. Or <laughs> yeah. And I had the guest room, which is horrifying. And Emily had a room that was, like, Angel's room or something, like, probably. You yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Um, some weird stuff happened in that house. But there was this one, and she probably doesn't remember this. <laughs> oh. I think I oh, told no. my mom. But we were in the bathroom just doing whatever. She was fairly young. Um, I was doing my makeup, and I, like, I could see her staring at me out of, like, the corner of my eye, and I look over, and I'm not even joking. Like, she does not break eye contact with me, no blinking anything, and a fly landed on her face. And she did not move. (laughs) What? Yeah. I'm not even kidding you. Oh, and then my mom came in. Horribly unsettled And I kept saying, that. like, Emily, Emily. <laughs> and then my mom came in and she's like, Emily, move. You're scaring Michaela. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. Did and then, she, like, snap out of it? Or did she say, like, oh, I was trying to spook you? No, she just, like, snapped out of it and went about, went about her business. Ew. Yeah. It was really creepy. Ew, I hate that so much. Yeah. I also, there was something else where we were sleeping in our camping trailer, and, um, her and I were, it was, our trailer has, um, like, two beds that come out the ends, mm-hmm. and her and I were sleeping on one side, and my parents were sleeping on the other side, and for some reason, she was not going to sleep at all. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. 
she was not going to sleep whatsoever. So I think she went in with my parents and she was sleeping in between them. And uh, I don't know what she was doing. She was crying or something or whatever. And my mom was like, or somebody was trying to console her. I don't know what's going on. Um, but then she said, stop. And it did not sound like her. It was so scary. <laughs> yeah. And my mom and I were the only other ones awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm frightened. <laughs> yeah, we were the only other ones awake. And then I think, I don't know if I'm, I think we might have talked about it the next day where I was like, um, mom? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was also in the presence of a demon. That's cool. Awesome. I hate that. That's scary. Yeah, and either she probably isn't going to listen to this, but I'm sorry, Emily, <laughs> if you are. Just so you know, nobody listens to this. So it's fine. <laughs> we had like nine views last yeah. time. So we're fine. <laughs> You're good. Oh my gosh, that remind like, um, I don't want to say her name, but we know somebody who was, they think possessed as a child, and they took her home because um, they they immigrated here, um, when she was quite young, mm-hmm. and then things started happening, um, okay. and she started acting differently, um, and I don't remember if, if she said she stopped eating or something, but things got scary and spooky and everyone was... And That's so what I thought you were talking about. her family like rushed her back to their native country to perform all of these rituals and stuff. And she came back like normal. <sighs> I know. I know. That's a really awful way Ew. of like saying it. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know. I don't remember enough of the details, but like that's, do you think that um, items can be possessed? that's so scary (laughs) that's like there's stories online about people um being sent to their parents home countries and like um put inside a goat or something like (laughs) (laughs) a real goat i feel like that's not true no like you would like kill a goat and put the person inside it's a lot how big is this goat i don't know how big goats are in other countries Okay, Amity Horror. No, no, I'm Annabelle. Annabelle. Yeah. Annabelle the Doll. This investigation took the Warrens to a thing rather than a place. More specifically, a Raggedy Ann doll that was purchased in an antique store. A much less sinister imagining than her 2014 Annabelle film counterpart. Given to the buyer's daughter, the nursing student and her roommate quickly began to notice odd occurrences involving the doll, such as changing positions or rooms, that eventually escalated to messages on paper and blood on the doll's dress, and at one point, violence. Annabelle took particular aim at the fiancé of one roommate, who claims he woke up frozen in bed as the doll crawled up his body and strangled him. He also allegedly claimed that upon entering a darkened room where the doll rested, he felt something attack him. When he flipped the switch, he saw his stomach covered in bloody scratches and the doll on the floor. Uh, The behavior freaked out the roommates so much that they had to call in a medium who explained that she believed the doll as possessed by the spirit of a deceased seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins. Higgins had supposedly died on the land where the apartment stood. The Warren family also got involved, determining that a demonic presence was in fact behind the doll. They performed a blessing in the residence before taking Annabelle off the young woman's hands. Annabelle has since become a permanent and prominent fixture in the Warrens, Connecticut. That doll freaks me out. That doll is not okay. Because I used to be so scared of dolls. Yeah. I still don't like them. I think a lot of people are unsettled by dolls. Yeah, but I... I was so scared of them. And it's, like, sprouted with Chucky. <laughs> Ew, yes. Yeah. Because um, I hadn't watched the movie the first time I heard about it. Like, I just heard about it at school or something. Chucky? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just, like, this little ginger doll. <laughs> yeah. That, like, killed people and whatever. And I didn't know that he looked so ridiculous. And I didn't know, like anything like that and mm-hmm. I got so freaked out by it and now I watch them and I'm like that's the stupidest thing like I love it because it's a cult classic thing and I love cheesy old scary movies a lot mm-hmm. but um yeah that one like that probably sprouted my I'm sure scary <laughs> doll thing like I I did not like them now I I don't know I'm impartial I don't really care now but this one I don't think I actually knew that it was a Warren case the haunting in Connecticut I have no idea 
I didn't know that it was. Um, I don't know very much about it. I just recognize the title. I've seen, I saw the movie a long time ago. Um, I have this friend who also, like, really likes scary movies. Um, and she said that she watched it at her sister's house once alone. And she got super freaked out by it. So when I watched it, I think I was expecting it to be really scary and I wasn't scared by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly, I don't remember much of it because I've only seen it the one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the story is that in 1986, Carmen and Al Snegeter, um rented a home in Southington, Connecticut to be closer to the hospital where their son was receiving treatment. Um, unfortunately, the family had little knowledge about the residence's strange and gruesome past. The formal funeral home. Um, upon moving in, their eldest son began seeing. T- I'm sorry. The former. Just casually moved into a like a former funeral home. What do you? <laughs> yeah. Get real. I guess. Get real. People move into old fire homes. <laughs> yeah. Funeral home. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. The former uh, funeral home came complete with remnants of a mortuary in the basement and a graveyard outside. That's asking for trouble. <laughs> like, I, why? I don't need to be that close to my sick kid that I live in a literal funeral home. Yeah. Like, that's bad juju. I'm there, not doing that. I feel like there's other possible options, no? There are other homes <laughs> than a funeral home. That is asking for trouble. A cult museum. Terrifying <laughs> visions of ghosts. The family would uncover the existence of toe tags in the house regularly. Lights often flickered, dishes would shake, and the smell of decaying flesh hovered. And reportedly, water would on occasion turn blood red. Carmen and Al even alleged that the demons had sodomized them during their two-year period there. The Snedeckers asked Ed and Lorraine Warren for help, and the investigators attributed the hauntings to the ghosts of those who were brought to the funeral home. According to the Warrens, the morticians partook in unsavory activities with the dead bodies. After a two-year... So, so they got... Wait, um, we, not to sound like Tana bodies. Mojo, but they got fucked by a ghost, <laughs> like Ew. a demon. <laughs> That's disgusting. But then it also says that the morticians partake in and say reactivities with the dead bodies. Which either means that the demons were the dead morticians, or the, the demons were getting back at any humans because of that stuff happening to their dead bodies. Freaking Either Ew. way, that's disgusting. <laughs> That's so gross. Nasty. I don't like this story very much for so many different reasons. <laughs> There's so many things where I'm like, they each their own mm-hmm. whatever, but mm-hmm. this is too too much. It's I don't like far. anything about this story. It's just like, how how would you not? I don't What like do you that. expect? Like, I'm assuming that they were some, like, super skeptical people, which is whatever. Like, that's fine. I get it. But... Let's assume they Why were religious. You... Yeah. Even knowing that, moving somewhere like that is not a, good a pleasant place. No. Like, you were, unless you were going to, like, respect those people, like, you don't need to live there. Yeah. Especially since they had kids. Yes! And what's scary, too, is, like, from what I know, this could be wrong, but just my, from my perspective of it... Is that if you're sick or if you're dying, you're even closer to that side yes. or you're more susceptible to that kind yes. of stuff because you're closer to the other side. Yes. So why are you bringing bad juju? <laughs> Their kids are sick. To your sick kids. Yeah. Hello? It all sits very uh, gross, but not in like a paranormal gross way, just a. I disgusting... just don't understand how. It's not like they, uh bought this house or whatever and then later found out yeah no like it says that they had little knowledge they had some knowledge you they ha- still knew that they were moving into a funeral home yes with remnants of a mortuary in the basement and a graveyard outside yeah like no. the mortuary as like absolutely not that's so gross that to me is just two people who are trying to pretend that they had like no idea and i don't know if this is like true or not but at least in the movie from what i remember um, the dead bodies had been, had their eyelids cut off, so they couldn't rest or whatever, yeah. Because one of the people Ew. found, like, a little case of <laughs> nasty-ass eyelids. How like, would you even up. know what that is? Like, I don't you know. open it up and you're thinking, like, what are you? Yeah. Um, Ew. And then they were hidden in the walls and stuff. The eyelids? No, the, the people. people. 
<laughs> the eyelids were in a box somewhere. Ew. I don't know where. Ew. Yeah. This sounds like messed up people moving into a messed up house. Mm-hmm. And messed up stuff happened because yeah. of it. Ew. After a two-year stay, the Sedeckers finally moved out. Like the person's story, the Sedeckers haunting was immortalized in a film. I hate that. Yeah. I wonder what happened to them after. The South End Werewolf. I've never heard of this. This might take some... I haven't heard of it either, but I'm very skeptical with... The fifth case is called... I don't know that I'm... Werewolf. Yeah, I don't... I I would like the idea, but, you know, I haven't come across one yet. Any, like, mythical kind of creature I don't buy, but we'll see what 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 they believe happened. Well, especially if she's really willing to say, like, no, that's not paranormal. Yeah. I don't know. Let's let's check it out. Um, Perhaps one of the most unusual cases from Ed and Lorraine Warren's case list. This investigation took the Warrens out of the U.S. to a seaside town in Essex, England. There, a man by the name of Bill Ramsey was believed to be possessed by a demon that manifested as a wolf. Growing up, Ramsey was a normal happy boy. One day, though, at the young age of nine, he suddenly began exhibiting inhuman qualities. Reportedly, while playing outside in his backyard, Ramsey felt a frigid cold overtake him and his nostrils were overcome with an awful stench before he flew into a rage, uprooting a fence post with the fence still attached and gnawing on its wire meshing. (sighs) (laughs) Ramsey eventually grew up becoming a loving husband and father of three and was incident free until until the 1960s. The early years of his marriage were plagued by nightmares, cold sweats, and waking up to the pants of a wild animal, which he soon realized were coming from him. In the 1980s, Bill would repeatedly feel overcome by the sensations he had as a child while hanging out with friends and even once while doing a citizen's arrest. At one point, he attacked a friend in a car on their way from a pub and manhandled police in intense altercations on several occasions. This man had anger issues. Like, up yeah. the wazoo. Up the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> My coping mechanism is to <laughs> also revert back to <laughs> uh, In the midst of this, Ramsey spent several stints in the hospital, all featuring the same symptoms of rage, inhuman strength, bared teeth, growling, hunched, shol- sh- <laughs> hunched shoulders, and hands curled like claws. In an interview with the Warrens about their experience with Ramsey, Ed Warren stated that Ramsey would ask to be locked up in a jail cell for his protection and the protection of the public. When the Warrens got wind of Ramsey's situation, they asked him to come to their Connecticut home where Bishop Robert McKenna would perform a record or a recorded exorcism on Ramsey. It doesn't say if it worked. Mm. I don't know that I believe that that's a possession. I don't believe it at all. <laughs> I don't think that's a possession. I think that's a mental illness. Yeah. And my issue with this, hold on, what year was this? 50s? Probably. 40, late 40s, something like that? Probably something like that. Maybe late it's, 40s. It's strange to me, like, I don't know if there was any intervention um, with any kind of, like, doctors or like it doesn't say no that um they exhausted any other options first and that's what i find is like troubling (laughs) is when it comes to people that say that they're possessed or anything like that Mm -hmm. um not seeking other help first and immediately going to this and i i get that it can be a religious thing and that's i don't know i i mean i don't get religion but like i i get that um, this can be something that people, I guess, wholeheartedly believe. Mm-hmm. But, like, say say it's the late 40s. Yeah. The first edition of the DSM came out in 1952 yeah. or something. 52. Yeah. yeah. So, it's not like... And they had, like, psychological and mental health and mental illness knowledge before this anyways. Mm-hmm. But, like, when the DSM came out, that was, like, a concrete layout of a bunch of different disorders mm-hmm. that this could potentially I fit into. I have so many red flags. Yeah. There's so many things. And if this happened at nine years old, guaranteed something dramatic happened to him and this is what he's reverting mm-hmm. to. A hundred percent. Like, this is him acting out something. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe for a second that this is actually... Well, the Warrens met him in the 80s. It's not free until the 1960s and it happened when he was a young boy. So let's say... A possession. No, and I also... I wonder 
Because it says he was incident free for like when he he grew up, became a loving husband and father of three, and was incident free until the nineteen sixties. Yeah. And then the early years of his marriage were plagued by nightmares, cold sweats, and waking up to the pants of an animal. Mm-hmm. I just I wonder if there was some kind of trigger in there. I would assume, and again, what do I know? I never finished college, but (laughs) I would assume that if that's what's triggering him, like having a family, that he was abused and he watched his mother get abused more likely than not because that was so prevalent back then. Like, so prevalent. Yeah. And like in all of the movies, they're portrayed as acting like wild animals. Mm -hmm. We're taking a very... (laughs) I know, we're getting Like, (laughs) psychodynamic perspective to this, which is like a perspective that I don't always agree with. No. But in this instance, it... It it makes sense to me. Yes, I th- yeah no I don't believe for a second that this was a real possession. But also I wonder if they just invited him to Connecticut to make him feel better. Mm-hmm. Like okay, you really believe this? We don't necessarily yeah. get that vibe. But if it will make you feel better, we're not going to tell you, but we're going to suggest that you get an exorcism. I'd be interested to know what the Warren's stance on um, like mental health and mental illness was. Well, and a lot of times back then, like. You just threw the person away into it like a mm-hmm. cell. That was it. Yeah. Totally. Interesting. I also have never heard of this one. Um, so in this landmark landmark trial, paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren were called to testify. Oh. <laughs> 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 my fire alarm no, my smoke detector chirped and we got spooked. <laughs> Anytime it goes off, it always scares me. It goes off randomly. I haven't either. Um, the trial of Arn Cheyenne Johnson. So they were called to testify on behalf of Arne Cheyenne Johnson, the first known case in the U.S. to use the devil made me do it defense. Interesting. That's a very widely known, I think, term now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 80s. Um, wow. One evening of February 16th, 1981, 19-year-old Johnson um, engaged to Debbie Glatzel and out for dinner with her. Their landlord, Alan Bono, and others stabbed Bono multiple times using a pocket knife. Johnson would plead not guilty by possession, a defense founded on Johnson's relationship with his soon-to-be wife's younger brother, David. Um, in the summer of 1980, David woke to what he described as a man, a man with black eyes, a thin face, with animal features and jagged teeth, pointed ears, horns, and hoofs. The demon's description mirrors the creature from horror hit Insidious and apparently scared David so much that Debbie turned to Aaron for help. Johnson couldn't find a reasonable explanation for David's bruises or scratches, so the family pivoted to a priest. That supposedly only angered the entity more, causing it to make David hiss, speak in multiple voices, and quote Paradise Lost. The Warners were brought in in an interview with People magazine. Lorraine stated that while Ed interviewed the boy, I saw a black misty form next to him, which told me we were dealing with something of a negative nature. Soon the child was complaining that invisible hands were choking him, and there were red marks on him. He said that he had the feeling of being hit. The Warren supposedly worked with four priests who were brought in to exercise more than 40 demons from David. It's an interesting number. The diocese has only admitted to investigating the Glatzel case, but allegedly the event saw David return to normal. Arne, however, became their alleged new target. After moving in with Debbie and going to dinner at a bar with Bono, a fight between the two older men broke out and Johnson stabbed Bono. Johnson's defense didn't hold up in court and he was found guilty of first-degree manslaughter, serving out only five years of his initially longer sentence. Okay, so this has obviously been twisted a lot to actually inspire Insidious. Yeah. Because... It sounds like it was just that, the demon thing. Yeah. I have a lot of mixed feelings about this one, too. You... I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't I don't buy the thing that he who is it? Arn, Arnie, uh, whoever he is, the yeah. Arn guy. I don't I don't believe for a second that he was possessed. No. And I'm really happy that he was found guilty. Yeah. Okay, but also only 5 years. I wonder if he died after that because I believe that the paranormal things that the kid experienced, like that checks out to me. Mhm. I don't know that I believe that. I don't think so. His initially longer sentence Imagine killing someone and being let out after five years. I guess that's the 80s. True. <laughs> True. I don't know. It's, this is why it's hard for me to believe, watch when you get possessed. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> um, this is, it's just hard for me to believe in possession. Yeah. 
Especially with this, it's like, I don't know. There's so much that we don't know, and I always say that, like, I'm not a religious person. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm skeptical because I'm open-minded to anything. I'm open-minded to anything, right? Yeah. And I think it's just because I've spent the last four years studying, like, psychology Mm -hmm. that it's... There's too many explanations for it for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Whatever. They committed. But, um... It's very easy just to say that. Well, it just <laughs> Use it like as a cop-out, out. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because a lot of people even claim that they're, like, unfit to stand trial. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, that's just a cop-out. And mm-hmm. that's less of a, like, less of a serious claim kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, like, there's... I don't know how many people have tried to use this or say that they were possessed during... Too many ways that something could uh, bother, like, a, a spirit or a de- whatever you want to call it. Like, I think there's so many ways that they could bother us without needing to possess us and i also don't know that they could like do it mm-hmm. Ugh, knock on wood honestly <laughs> like, okay, knock on wood i don't know i'm just far more inclined to believe the things that i've experienced and like the situations and the flashes of seeing faces and stuff like i'm much more inclined to believe that that's kind of where it stops with yeah. the exception of conduits i do think i believe in conduits to a degree. I don't think every doll moves or anything. Yeah. But like, I guess I also don't know much about it. Like, I don't know much about... That makes more sense. Demons. Like I know that they're supposed to be inhuman, but I don't know where they, came, where they come from. That's a good point. This is a lot of demonic stuff. Yeah. Which is scary and too much. <laughs> yeah. I think once I've come face to face with one. Let's not, first of all. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about no. the story? It was growling in my face in the pitch black. You tell me now. Okay. <laughs> so I was, okay, so um, at a friend's house, um, lots of stuff has happened there, like lots and lots and lots. So I was coming out of the bathroom one night and it's well known that like, if you don't have to get up and walk in the dark hallways in the night, you shouldn't because it felt wrong. Like that house did not feel right. But there were pockets where you felt like, okay, and you knew what to expect and stuff like that. So, but one night I had gone to the bathroom and like I ran. <laughs> it was like diagonal from her bedroom door. So I ran in, whatever, um, like that fight or flight, like gut turning, like I'm about to die feeling, mm-hmm. except for in that instance. So I opened the door and immediately like my head was like, and then I opened the door and I've never felt drawn up. Sleep paralysis. paralysis. It's very similar to that feeling where like, and I was frozen in place. I couldn't step forward. I couldn't step back. Like I couldn't move and my head was up and I couldn't see anything, but I felt this big, big presence in front of me in my face, like nose to nose almost growling growling and I couldn't scream I couldn't like whimper I could not like I couldn't say anything I know (laughs) like and I had thought like you didn't piss off her parents like they got angry quite easily and you would do anything to like avoid it Mm -hmm. but at that point like I was so scared that I would have woken up the whole house it didn't matter and I was like I couldn't do anything it was kind of similar to when you get like you can tell everything is moving and all that stuff, but you can't actually speak or help yourself. Yeah. It felt very, very similar, except I was legitimately wide awake. Yeah. And then finally, like, it felt like there was a small break for, like, not even a second, and I could move again, and I ran into her bedroom, and I don't think I slept at all that night. It was so scary. It was too much. That was, like, things have happened, and I've seen and felt things, but mm-hmm. that was the most, like evil that I've ever felt and it was really scary because in her room in the top corner I would always feel someone watching me and um one of our other friends has seen somebody in the corner before and I thought I had seen like why do you guys stay there why wouldn't you like stay at someone else's house it's complicated (laughs) (laughs) but it didn't always feel bad but that one did and I wonder if it's the same spirit or whatever it was the stories that happened in that house I've had a lot of sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. and my worst fear is that I'm going to hallucinate and see something, mm-hmm. so whenever it happens, I shut my eyes and I do not open them mm-hmm. until um, it's just over, and I know what you're supposed to do. I've watched videos on it because mm-hmm. it's so scary. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally can't move. You're awake. Petrifying. Yeah. Or, like, half awake, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're conscious. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can't move at all you can't say anything like it's real it's so scary if you haven't like experienced it 
Good for you. You're so lucky. <laughs> yeah, it freaking sucks. Yeah. Um, I used to get it a lot, like, at least a couple times a week. And yeah. I don't get it that much anymore. It's just, like, random. Like, art. Unreal. But, yeah, so, like, when it's happening, I'll, like, try and wiggle my fingers and wiggle mm-hmm. my toes. And that's how you're supposed to get out of it. Mm-hmm. But I always have my eyes shut the whole time. And then I don't open my eyes after I'm out of it either. Oh, no. I just, no. like, continue to try and go to sleep. Yeah. Because, like, I've heard stories from friends and stuff where they've seen... Um, different, like, they've hallucinated different things, and they mm-hmm. think it's, like, it's very common to hallucinate specific things, right? Like, it's common to hallucinate, like, a woman on top of you, like, holding you down, or, mm-hmm. um... Because that's what you're feeling. Yeah. Like, held down. Yeah, or, like, somebody sitting on your bed, like, yeah. whatever, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that might also have to do with everybody's familiar with those stories, so when you're in that instance and you're susceptible to, like hallucinations and you're not like you're in between like conscious and unconscious Mm -hmm. that it's very likely that you're imagining those things hallucinating those things like if you're hallucinating that's the first thing that comes to your mind yeah like when you do hallucination like hallucinogens you have to be in a good headspace because that's gonna affect it right i could never i could never i would get yeah i don't know that's how i would get possessed (laughs) like no i couldn't i hallucinated a spider once a huge tarantula above my head on one of my bookshelves in my old room. Ew. And I had sleep paralysis and I woke up and I was awake. Yeah. And I was like, couldn't move. And it was crawling across and it was huge and that's my biggest fear. Yeah. Biggest fear. And spider. as it's crawling off, it slowly starts to dissolve and like disappear. Ew. And like it was a, definitely just a hallucination. Yeah. But I couldn't move and I couldn't scream or anything. Yeah. Like it was... Bleh. And you have to sleep. So it's not registering to you that it's a hallucination though. Oh, no, no. Like, it you think it's was real. more freaky to see it dissolve into nothing. I'm very afraid that I'm going to develop schizophrenia in my adult years. Oh my god, why? I don't know. I just am afraid. It's a genuine fear. It's really scary. Because, like... Don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. But also, like, if you just had it genetically, which I'm pretty positive my family does not, but, like you would just start hallucinating. Mm-hmm. I already think I have a auditory hallucinations from time to time, and I don't. But, like, it freaks me out. Yeah. There was this case that um, one of my profs was talking about in my, like, clinical class, and it was this... It was one of his colleagues or something was, um, like, helping this client who said that he was having all these issues in his family and all this kind of stuff, whatever. Um, I want to say it was with his, like, wife and his brothers and sisters' kids, like, saying he's living with all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just, um, like, all these issues with these people in his life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he all of a sudden stopped showing up. Yeah. So they go to his house or whatever like someone goes to his house and he committed suicide but he was living alone and he had been living alone forever yeah like he had no family in the area or anything and they had no idea that he had had um like paranoid schizophrenia and hallucinations he was so high functioning yeah <gasps> that that's what's scary. scary about it yeah oh no I because don't you can like, like these are licensed professionals like granted i think this is in like the 90s or something but these are licensed professionals well, and you can't actually, like, check out these people and see mm-hmm. if they actually have family. Yeah. You're just assuming that they're telling you the truth. But for, like, <gasps> a licensed clinical <sighs> psychologist to be dealing with this individual who is so convincing in these, like, stories that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So whether or not he was convinced of it himself, he could have not been. Mm-hmm. But my guess is that he he was. Um... But yeah, to be so convincing and so sure of your, that that is your reality kind of thing, that you're fooling clinical psychologists that are licensed and trained to deal with these disorders. Yeah. I'm unsettled. Yeah. So either. That's so tragic. Either the psychologist missed something or he was, he was just that like good, like it's crazy. I guess, like, if you're not harming yourself or anybody, you wouldn't have a reason to suspect anything was wrong or not true. It's just really unsettling that he's talking about, and he was going into full detail about all these issues that he's been having with the people around him. Really? It turns out that he has nobody around him at all. Like, no family in the area, no friends in the area. Oh, I Completely chills. alone. And they committed suicide. Chills. Yeah. 
It's scary. And that's why I'm terrified of developing schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I don't know what he was diagnosed with. Um, it was it was probably like a multitude of things, but schizophrenia is very scary. Mm-hmm. Anything that like alters your perspective and yeah. makes you see things and hear things and like touch things and feel things that aren't actually there. Uh-huh. And the fact that you're unable to differentiate between things that are real and things that are not real. Uh-huh. That's what spooks me out about like things that are like supernatural too or like paranormal is because it makes me doubt myself. Mm-hmm. When my cardigan got tugged, mm-hmm. like I, I knew it happened. Yeah. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, well, am I just imagining it? Yeah. But there's no imagining, like, the, the light above you swinging. Yeah. I don't think I'm hallucinating that. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. But it just makes you feel, like, crazy almost. Mm-hmm. And that's scary, too. Mm-hmm. Very afraid of going crazy. It's spooky. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, <laughs> on that haunting note. That went on so many tangents. Uh, because everything is connected. I think everything is connected to everything. and That's a redundant sentence, but still. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast. Um, we stream on all major platforms. Um, help us spread the word. Tell your friends. If you have some friends who like spooky stuff, this is the place to start. <laughs> On that note, Fontana, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we won't talk about this again for a while. Don't be sick next time. <laughs> yeah, damn. Um, uh, let us know um, if you've experienced anything paranormal. Although I'm scared to hear other stories <laughs> because I can't cope with my own. <laughs> I'm very... Yeah, I'm fascinated by that though. I like hearing, I like it. hearing other people's stories, but but then it makes it real. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, I it has to be, my experiences have been real, mm-hmm. whether or not things. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, um, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>